And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Here we are again with Greenlight Reviews. My name's Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Ann, you and I have just seen the new Jodie Foster film called The Brave One, mm-hmm. directed by Neil Jordan, also starring Terrence Howard, Mary Steenburgen, Nikki Cat, and Naveen Andrews. Before we get into this, Ann, mm-hmm. you and I have talked so many times about the three things that all have to come together <laughs> right. to make a film great. Exactly. Let's discuss that okay. right now. Casting, right. direction, and script. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. After saying those three things, I have to tell you that this is the best movie I have seen in at least a year. I agree with you, Les. It is absolutely superb. Mm -hmm. The Brave One, which has nothing to do with the old film, The Brave One, about bullfighting, (laughs) involves a young woman named Erica, played by Jodie Foster. She's a radio reporter. She does very, very dramatic late night late night uh-huh. shows about New York City and the streets and the people and what have you. She is very much in love with and very close to marrying David, played by Naveen Andrews. They take their dog for a walk in the park in Brooklyn. They are attacked by three hoodlums. Vicious attack. They beat David to death. They beat Erica nearly to death, mm-hmm. and they steal the dog. And now she is shattered. Everything that was important to her is gone. She spends part of the film just lying in her apartment by herself. She's afraid to go out. There's a scene where she goes downstairs and she Mm -hmm. can't put her hand on the doorknob to go outside. She's going through all sorts of terrible things until she realizes that if she is going to have to go out, she's going to have to be protected, so she goes out to buy a gun. Well, part of that, too, came from the fact that she was frustrated with the system. She did go to the local police precinct to try and follow up on the crime. They seemed to just keep putting her on hold, and something snaps in her where she finally realizes that she's going to have to protect herself. Exactly. And, of course, she can't get a gun right away. She has to go through tests and what have. You. But somebody overhears her and sells her a hot gun, if mm-hmm. you will, for $1,000, and he throws in the ammunition, and that's when this story really, really gets hot. I agree. She really takes control of her life, even though it's based on some very painful decisions that she has to make about herself. Definitely. And if you look at Jodie Foster's career, she always plays very, very strong, Mm -hmm. capable women. Right. This is as much a part of Jodie Foster herself as violence was a part of Kirk Douglas in everything that he did, even when he never raised his voice. There was always that kind of thing going on inside of There's something going on inside her, too, and it is tremendous strength. There's also something going on inside Terrence Howard, who plays the detective who eventually takes on her case. And together, they become a duo who both appreciate violence, and we see that they both somehow get a little kick of life on the dark side. That's a very strong motive for these two people to come together. And I believe that their scenes have a tremendous amount of sensuality simmering underneath the surface. You know, I think Terrence Howard, he was nominated for an Oscar a couple of years ago. He's going to get nominated again. You know, we talked about the casting. We know they were right on target with Jodie Foster and with Terrence Howard. I think the script deserves a nod, too, because I believe that it raises some questions about violence begetting violence and how it corrupts society, absolutely. 
And that's a big part of this film. It's a major theme here. Part of the Jodie Foster character is that we see her as kind of a projection of our nightmares. And that's another aspect of her character. It's a performance that works because we as an audience see what she does and why. We understand her frustration. We understand why she goes out and buys the gun. And we understand why she becomes a one-woman vigilante. Somebody recently called this death wish for liberals. (laughs) But I don't think it's like that at all. I think it's a very emotionally touching film. Mm -hmm. Let's talk Talk about the direction. Yes. The direction in this film was so creative, so mood-setting. Mm-hmm. So much is shot through windows, through curtains. In the shadows. Yes. Neil Jordan has directed a lot of films. The Crying Game. Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. End of the Affair. Interview with a Vampire. Too. Yes. Michael Collins. Right. He's always been very, very good. Impeccable. Impeccable. This and this film, find a frame that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I've always admired Neil Jordan, but my admiration for him has gone up a thousand points after seeing The Brave One. I can't say enough good about this film, and it's certainly, as far as I'm concerned, the brightest green light in a long time. I don't think that The Brave One offers up any easy solutions to violence or justifiable violence, if you want to even call it that. And the ending, I must say, may surprise a lot of people. Surprised me. This is a very interesting way to conclude a picture like this. And I think that in many ways it resembles the ending of Taxi Driver because that was an ending that a lot of people talked about afterwards and argued about. And I think that you will see Brave One and you may walk away and say, hmm, i got to really think about this. You do have to think about it. And that's another great thing about this film. This is not mindless entertainment. It's not really entertainment at all, if you want to look at it in this way. It's a very violent movie. Well, I think it's entertaining because it engages you, and it makes you look at two characters who have a very deep relationship with each other and a deep concept about what they can do and how they can live their life out in peace. So I was very engaged, but I know what you mean, Les. Some of it is violent, but that's the concept of the movie. Again, watching Jodie Foster, watching her react to everything, especially midway through the film, Mm -hmm. when she is forced to watch a videotape, somebody did it on their cell phone, of the attack. Of the crime, yes. And how she reacts to that. You'll never forget it as long as you live. I liked everything about the film. I don't know that we'll ever see a movie role that fits a star as perfectly as this one does for Jodie Foster. Her character is sexy, she's sultry, she's vulnerable, she's fierce, she's defensive, she's caring, she's loving. Oh my gosh, what a role and what a performance she gives. For me, green light for the brave one. Two green lights, two big, bright, glowing green lights for the brave one. Directed by Neil Jordan, written by Roderick Taylor and Bruce Taylor and Cynthia Most, The Brave One. Don't miss it. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.